0: Hey, uh my name's Chris and we're so glad you chose to hang out with us today. Uh we're in week 3 of our series called Stay Positive. And the reality is, you know, there's a lot of negativity that is all around and it's very easy uh to get discouraged by that. And the negativity actually starts pretty young. Uh your child goes out and starts on a uh, uh tries out for a team at school and they don't make it and they come home and they finally realize, you know what? I'm not good enough. And then uh, there's, uh, you know, people who uh, look at your kid and they think, Oh, they're a little bit different uh, than someone else, and they make fun of them or they put them down. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, my oldest daughter, Jordan, uh, who uh, is in fifth grade, uh, she said one person made fun of another person because they had a double chin. I'm like, you're in fifth grade. Don't worry about it, you know. Uh, someone uh, looked at her and found a pimple on her head and started making fun of her. And so the next day, I gave that kid a bloody nose, and he doesn't make fun of her pimple. Just joking, just joking. Um, But discouragement, if you think about it, folks, it's all around us, and it's almost like a cancer sometimes. Um, Think about our teenage kids who get on social media, and pretty soon... Uh, Your self-worth is based upon how many likes and how many comments did I get. You know, when I was growing up, if you weren't popular, you just had to feel like you weren't popular, okay? But now we actually have data that will tell you how unpopular or popular that you are. And then you go to the workplace, and you do something in the workplace, and your boss isn't very happy, and she tells you, this really stinks, And uh, you get discouraged. And then you go home, and your spouse is not very encouraging. Now, that's not my spouse, but some of yours, okay? And uh, then you go to your in-laws, and they're not happy the way that you're raising your kids. And then the kids come out and say, yeah, Grandma and Grandpa, we're not happy either, you know? And pretty soon, it's like all of this discouragement is around you, and you can feel it. And the different voices are crying out so loudly that you're just not enough. But we're going to choose, as we look at God's Word, that we're going to choose to stay what? To stay positive. That didn't sound very positive, so I'll give you another chance. Uh, we're going to choose to stay what? Yeah, positive. There we go. Much better. Uh, now today, I believe more than ever, God is trying to help us to be encouragers, to build others up, to support them, to lift them up. In fact, I think one of the most spiritual things that you and I could do with our one and only life is to encourage the people that are around us, to just draw a line in the sand and say, when it comes to encouragement, I'm going to go across that line every single time because encouragement is so important to God's world. And this kind of leads us to our big idea this morning. You can fill it out on your program or on our app as well. And it's this. Our big idea says, Our God is an encouraging God. Let's all say that out loud together. Our God is an encouraging God. I mean, even if there are battles that are on the outside and you have fear in your life that's on the inside, Scripture is very clear. It says this. But God encourages those who are discouraged. God always encourages those who are discouraged. No matter who you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what the last couple of weeks have been with snow and closings and two-hour delays and all that kind of stuff, God is an encouraging God. And maybe today you walked in today and you're like, you know what? To be honest, I don't feel very encouraged. I feel discouraged. I feel hurt. I feel overwhelmed by life in general. I have a decision that I need to make in my life, and I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. Maybe you're facing some challenges at home. Maybe you're facing some challenges at work right now and it's really difficult. Maybe you're facing some challenges at school. You're a student and someone is bullying you or there's some kind of difficulty that you're struggling with. Maybe you have some health challenges that you have today. Maybe you're financially struggling right now. Maybe you're just hurting big time and you come to this place and you're very, very discouraged This morning. Well, folks, I have some hope for you. I've got some news for you. We have a God who loves to encourage when you're discouraged. We have a God who loves to build people up when no one else will. And now you need to realize that this God will not walk away from you. He loves you, and He has a simple message that He wants to bring encouragement into your life. Even when it's something that's not very big, God says, I want you to encourage other people. When it's something that's very, very small, I still want you to encourage other people. And if God is an encouraging God, then we must be an encouraging people to those around us. One of the very first Sundays that we were here at the Civic, there was a dad and his son and they were sitting In the back, I'd never seen them before. And so I walked up to them, and uh, I introduced myself, and they introduced themselves to me. And pretty soon, I could tell that the son had some cognitive delay. Now, the young man started telling me about his life, and I talked to him a little bit, and he was excited. And you could tell on the dad's face that he was very excited as well, that someone noticed his son when many times people would walk by. Now, quite honestly, when it comes to names, many times I'm not that good. But for some reason, their names stuck in my mind, and so the next Sunday came, and while they were there, I walked up and I just mentioned them by name. And pretty soon the son like, got a big smile on his face, and he's like, you know my name? And I go, yeah, yeah, I know your name. He's like, you really know my name? And he was so excited by just remembering his name. And he went on to tell me more about his week, and I shared part of mine. And you could see this dad who had challenged with a child that had cognitive delay for his whole life that he was so grateful to be in a place where someone recognized his son. And the thing with encouragement, folks, is that it doesn't just go one way. Many times when we encourage other people, that encouragement returns. So one Sunday, I was kind of discouraged. Uh, the first celebration didn't go very well, and uh, I was kind of anxious and overwhelmed. And so I walked up to this dad and this son, and I talked to them a little bit, and the uh, son had no idea. But as I walked up to him, he goes, I love this church, and you're going to do a good job today. And I was thinking to myself, my own family doesn't tell me that. And here is this young man who was encouraging of me when many times the world simply walks away from someone who's different or who has a challenge in life. And you know, there's something that really taught me in that. That just knowing a person's name, such a small thing, can have a huge impact. And I just decided in that moment that I want to be the first person who walks across rooms to encourage people who no one else sees. The person who looks different, is a different culture, acts different, whoever they are, I want to be the first one who encourages them. And that encouragement can flow within me. Folks, that's the way God is. Sometimes when you're overwhelmed, he puts somebody in your life who simply encourages you. Other times, maybe you're driving down the road when there is a song that comes on the radio and you're like, oh my word, the lyrics to that song was exactly what I needed. God must have known. Another time, maybe you're opening up your Bible and you get to a particular verse and you read it and then you're like, that's so encouraging and then you go to your small group because you're all signing up for small groups and uh, you'll, you'll go to your small group and you have that same verse and then you come on Sunday and it's there and you're like, God is so amazing. He revealed that to me to encourage me. Someone texts you and says, hey man, I was just thinking of you. I wanted you to know that I was praying for you. I hope you're having a good day. And you're like, how did they know I needed that prayer? God was revealing Himself through somebody else. Folks, when there's trouble on the outside and there's fear on the inside, you have to know that we serve a God who loves to encourage the discouraged. God is all about encouraging people when they're discouraged. And therefore, one of the most spiritual things that you can do with your life is to be an encourager like our Father in Heaven is to us. To somehow be a voice of encouragement when the voices around us in the culture that we live in where there's so much negativity that tends to run rampant. And so for the rest of our time, what I simply want to do is share with you three spiritual things you can do to make a difference in 2019. Because this is what I was thinking. The very first Sunday of church came, some of you picked a word that you were going to live for this next year. The word for me was abide, to connect, to be with God. Now, some of you may have had a New Year's resolution, and now we're at the end of the month, and you're like, oh man, I'm not going to make it. Well, today is a free pass. You get to start all over again, and one of the most spiritual things you can do in this next year are these three things. I'm going to talk about. The first one is this. Encourage others daily. Encourage others daily. Now you might ask, well, why should I do this? Because there is so much discouragement in our world that is real and that is constant. You do something and someone says to you, you know what? You didn't do a very good job at that. You kind of stink. You're like... Why do I need that? And then you go home, and immediately your spouse says, you know, you didn't get the right stuff at the grocery today, and by the way, you put a sock, a red sock, in the laundry. And all of a sudden you're like, I didn't even do the laundry, and you feel discouraged. And there's these voices that the evil one wants to put in our heads sometimes, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not adequate enough a voice that says, you're not enough, you can't do enough, you will never be enough, you're not a good husband, you're not a good wife, you're not a good dad, you're not a good mom, you're not really being a good provider. And in this internal dialogue, even within our own mind, we have a tendency to hear voices of discouragement. And so Scripture uh, reveals to us in Hebrews, which is in the second half of the Bible, uh, which is the New Testament, The writer reveals us these words. He says this. But, what's the next word? Encourage Encourage who? But encourage one another. How often? How often? Every single day, as long as it is called what? Now, when is today? Like right now, right? Like, you should be thinking, how can I be of encouragement? So that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness that every day to be an encouragement to someone else. Every day, there will be a tool by God. God, you can use me as a tool to be able to be a voice of encouragement to other people. Now recently, I've been pondering this whole concept of encouragement that many times I'll think, oh, wow, somebody did something and I'll want to say it, and then I'm like, oh, I feel kind of awkward because of the situation I'm in, or... Or maybe, you know, it's with people that I don't know. And I've just finally decided that from now on, if I think it, I'm going to say it. Now, that's just with encouragement, okay? Because some of you think other things you should keep to yourself, okay? But this is one, when it comes to encouragement, if I think it, I'm going to say it. If I think it, I'm going to text it. If I think it, I'm going to pick up the phone and call somebody. If I think it, I'm going to say it. Folks, anytime something good happens, rather than just letting it go by, why don't you tell somebody, great job. I mean, every single time someone does something good, you simply need to say it. Say why it is. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we have small groups. Because you need to be a part of a group of people where they can encourage you. There's so much negativity in the world that you need every uh, once in a while to kind of get recalibrated by going to a group and having some people around you who actually build you up and will lift lift your spirits. I mean, I think about my own small group. They build me up. They encourage me. They pray for me. They send me encouraging texts. When I mess up on Sunday, they actually come on Monday and go, we still love you. People will show up next week, okay? And uh, that's my group. And I was just thinking that this past year, this is what some of the people in our group went through. We had one person who actually died who was a part of our group. We had one person whose parent died. We had a person whose husband died. Uh, was sent off for some military training. We had people who lost their jobs. We had people who were transitioning jobs. We had people who were challenging. Uh, had some challenges with parenting. We had people who had health issues. And just recently, we just found out, at the beginning of this month, we had a person in our group who was diagnosed with cancer. And each of these scenarios, folks, it brings discouragement to us. And I'll tell you, I ask any of them, you know, hey, what is helping you through right now? And they said, you know, when it really comes to the rubber meeting the road, it truly is my small group, that it's my small group that encourages me. And, folks, small groups are safe places where you can get encouragement, where you never stand alone. That's what our small groups are for, that you can be in a place where you never have to feel like you're alone. So my question for you this morning is this. Are you in a small group? And if you're in a small group, are you going to the small group? Because it's the one place where you can get free encouragement in a world that is often very discouraging. You know, many times when discouragement hits, we need that group. And so that card that you had, I would strongly encourage you to fill it out so that you get, you know, kind of an infusion of encouragement in your life through that group. Now, folks, God not only wants us to receive encouragement, but he also wants us to give encouragement how often? Daily, right? Every single day. There's a guy in our church by the name of Frank, and uh, he's one of the most encouraging people I know. And uh, every single Sunday after I teach, he'll be like, "'Dude, that was awesome!' and uh, he'll build up my spirits. He'll pick up the phone and call me. Sometimes he'll just shoot me a text. And here's just a couple of texts that I've actually received from him uh, over the past couple of months. Just wanted you to know that me and my wife really enjoyed the message today, and we love the jar. Great message today, buddy. You hit it out of the park. Hey, buddy, I knew that you've had a struggle this week, and I wanted you to know that I was praying for you. Just wanted you to know that today, that message may have been your best ever. I hope you have a great week. And every time I get that message from Frank, I'm like, boom, baby, I can do it. Like, I don't care what anyone else is saying, but Frank is encouraging my spirit so much that whatever people say, I'm going to be able to do it this week. And it feeds my spirit. And at times when I'm anxious and I'm overwhelmed and I'm not so sure, I just pull out some of Frank's text and I'm like, "Yes, you know, I didn't do that well on Saturday but or on Sunday, but God used it anyways. He really was able to use it." Folks, God wants you to be an encourager of others. So what have we learned so far? First of all, that God wants to encourage us daily. And secondly, that God wants to encourage others spiritually. He wants us to encourage others daily and to encourage others spiritually. Now, we've already said that you should be an encourager daily. So if someone paints their house, you go, hey, you know what, great job painting the house. It looks wonderful. Somebody at work does something really good. Rather than being competitive, you actually uh, can say, hey, you know what, great job on that project. I really appreciate it. Somebody gets their hair cut, whether you like it or not, folks, you just tell them, it looks really good, even if you have to cross your fingers, you know, and put it behind. Because they have to live with that for the next six weeks. And you do too, okay? So whatever it is, just be an encouragement. But let's not just end there, let's actually take that encouragement and put kind of a spiritual twist on it. In fact, Paul the guy who wrote close to half of the New Testament was writing to a group of Christians in Rome where he had started a church, and this is what he said. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you, and how's it finish out? What's it say? Yeah, grow strong in the Lord. That's why we exist, folks. Is so that we can help the people around us to grow strong in the Lord. Whether it's a word, whether it's an action, no matter what it is, how do we help people to grow strong in the Lord? And then he goes on to say When we get together, I want to, what's it say? Encourage who. Encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. And that's what encouragement's about is I want to encourage you in your faith so that you can encourage me in my faith. I want to be able to build you up spiritually so that you can build me up spiritually as well. Again, that's why small groups are so incredibly important and so valuable because there's no place in society that pulls you away a couple of times a month where you are encouraged to be an encourager to others. I mean, I want to help the people around me to be built up and strengthened as much as I need them to strengthen me as well. A couple of years ago, I met a guy by the name of Tyler. His uh, fiance at the time was coming to the church. Uh, He was not. He was not a person of faith. And over time, I got to know him uh, a little bit better, and they got married. And uh, I just felt this prompting in my spirit that I should encourage him spiritually. So I didn't want to freak him out because you should only encourage people spiritually when you know them. And uh, so I said, hey, uh, would you like to go to breakfast sometime? And he said, sure. Now, Tyler and I are as polar opposite as you can imagine. He is an introvert. I'm an extrovert. He is a mechanic. I am not a mechanic. I can't even spell the word mechanic, okay? I mean, I have a real difficult time with tools. Tools are dangerous, they keep them away from me. Um, you know, the only tool I'm really good at is a fork, and man, I can eat, you know, with anybody. But other than that, I just can't do that. Well, I asked him to go to breakfast. We went to breakfast and we hung out. And uh, all of a sudden, I was like, how can I encourage him maybe even a little bit more spiritually? Because He wasn't sure that he really believed in God and uh, he had had a couple of spiritual kind of experiences but he wasn't sure God existed. And so I said, hey, uh, why don't we up the ante a little bit and why don't we just not meet for breakfast but we'll actually read a book together that I think may help you grow closer to God if you're open to it or at least be open to the things of God. And he said, sure. And so this is the book that I picked uh, called The Case for Faith. And so if you don't have... Uh, a friend who, or you have a friend who doesn't uh, have a relationship with God, or they're not so sure about God. It's a great book. Here's some of the uh, chapters of it. Since evil and suffering exist, a loving God cannot. Since miracles contradict science, they cannot be true. Evolution explains, explains life, so there's no reason for God. And there's many other great objections in this. So we just started reading that book and we would read a chapter and we'd talk about it, have breakfast, the next week we'd, or the next month we'd get together, do the same thing. And so we did this for about a year and a few weeks ago we're at IHOP and we're reading a section uh, in the book and he said, Chris, I just want to tell you something right now. He said, I believe in God. And he said, I believe that God is a loving God and that he has a purpose for my life. And I believe that God is present, and this is how I know. And I said, well, Tyler, tell me, how how do you know? And he said, in 2015, my mom was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, and she finally was on her deathbed. And one particular night, my brother and I were um, right at her bed, and it was time for us to leave. And so I got up, and I got ready to leave. And when I turned around to say goodbye to my mom, I felt a physical presence on my back pushing me. And I was like, that's kind of weird. And he said, I had no idea what it was. And he said, I went back to her bed. I held her hand. And as I was holding her hand, her vitals started going down one after another until finally I held my mom's hand as she took her last breath. And he said, I have no doubt now that that was the hand of God giving me that opportunity to be with my mom this one last time. And this big mechanic guy who uh, is not very emotional at all, I mean, I didn't think he had emotions, to be quite honest. Um, I'd never seen him tear up. I'd never seen him smile, to be quite honest very much. All of a sudden, he starts getting these big tears in his eyes. And then he went on to say, said, another reason I finally realized that there is a God. He said, a couple of months ago, my son was born. And he said, I always just thought, well, you know, it's just a part of life, but there isn't a God. But I kept thinking, my son can't just be a whole mix-up of particles put together that has no reason or purpose. My son's going to have a purpose. And he said, in that same week then, my grandmother died, who I loved more than anyone. And in the midst of that, There were people around me that I didn't even know who came and cared for me. And for the first time in my life, I really believed that there was not only a God, but that He loved me and He helped me through this. And he went on to talk some more, and finally I just stopped him and I said, you know, because I knew I needed to encourage him. This was so huge for him. And I said, Tyler, just stop for a second. I said, God is so very proud of you. He's proud of you that a year ago, you chose to try to pursue him. And he's so proud of the son that you were to your mom. And he was so proud of the way that you cared for your grandmother. And he's proud of the way you're becoming a great husband and a great father as well. And he starts tearing up again, almost as if he had never heard spiritual words of encouragement before. Finally, we were kind of closing up. He said, hey, your teachings are so good, and I really appreciate it, and we've become friends that I told my wife, we're going to come every single week for this new series that you're called, called Stay Positive. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's like encouraging me. My own family doesn't want to come every week. And like, he wants to come every single week for Stay Positive, and I'm on cloud nine, and I'm feeling so excited. And then I was like, man, I really appreciate that. And then this is what he said but I want you to know when it's over, we're going to sleep in for three weeks. You've got to love Tyler. That's all I'm saying. Folks, you don't have to spend a breakfast once a month with someone to be able to be a vehicle, a funnel of encouragement to the people that are around you. You can simply choose moment by moment how are you going to do that. You see someone who's being a great husband, and you go, hey man, you know what, you're such a great husband. I want to be that kind of person to my wife. Um, It's almost as if God's helping you to do that. And you encourage them. When I see you worshiping at church, and I see you worshiping God, I'm like, I want to be more like that. And you encourage them man, you know what, you invite more people to church than, than I ever have. I see these new people with you all the time. And you invited them to the skate. And by the way, coming up in just a couple of weeks is our Valentine's Day dance and dinner. And uh, so if you don't like to eat, you can dance. If you don't like to dance, at least there's food, okay? And uh, you can go 6.30, uh, February 8th, to be a part of that. And you can take normal things that are in your life and you can give some spiritual encouragement to them. My daughter, uh, Jordan, uh, swims competitively and uh, she made it to state last year. And when she got her time to qualify, she came up to me and I could have said this, Jordan, great race. I'm so proud of you. You know, you're amazing. But I just switched a little bit spiritually because I want my kids to have a spiritual understanding. And I said, Jordan, great race. God give, gave you the gift of swimming and look what you're doing now. But you know what I think God is most proud of, Jordan? is not what you do in the pool, but it's outside the pool when there are kids that are not as good as you and you clap and you cheer. And my daughter is the one who's always on the end. When the other kids are not doing so great, that is cheering them on. And I want to learn how to be a spiritual encourager of my, parent, of my kids being able to do it as a parent for her. For some of you, maybe it's uh, you find someone who gets a promotion. And rather than just saying, hey, you got a promotion, dude, you deserved it. Maybe you could say something, just twist it a little bit spiritually and say, hey, you got a promotion. God must be trusting you for more because of how faithful that you've been to him and you take something that is normal and you simply put a little spiritual twist on it when it makes sense and all of you every single one of us can do this so how do we how are we going to encourage people how are we going to do this spiritually and make a difference in 2019 first of all we said we're going to encourage others daily secondly we're going to encourage others spiritually and thirdly which some of you might Be like, wow, I get to do that? Yeah, you should. Encourage yourself in the Lord. That you're actually going to take time to encourage yourself in the Lord. Well, isn't that selfish? No, it's not. In fact, it's very, very biblical. There's a story that I want to uh, give you a little context on and then give the verse. But uh, it's about the guy named David who was a king in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible. He was the greatest king of the Old Testament. And in First Samuel uh, chapter 30, verse 6, um, right before this, we find out that he is being massively uh, torn apart by his enemies. And he's stressed and he's distressed. He doesn't know what to do. And there are people that are picking up rocks who are getting ready to stone him to death. So no matter how bad your life is, folks, there's no one that has a rock in their hand right now, okay? And um, in the midst of this whole situation, here's what David says. The Scripture says this. But what? What did David do? Encouraged who? Encouraged himself in the Lord his God. He just decided he was going to get his preach on, okay? He was going to tell himself, hey, I'm going to be encouraged in the Lord. Whatever's going on, whatever's going down, whatever negativity is around me, I'm going to be able to say, no, 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 I'm not listening to that. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. When there's trouble on the outside and there's fear on the inside, folks, what you need to be able to do is encourage yourself because God is an encouraging God and He loves to encourage those who are discouraged. So you preach to yourself. You put your preach on and you tell yourself, I have faith for this. My God will supply all of my needs according to His riches and glory. If God is for me, then who can be against me? God is going to work all things out together for my good because God is an encouraging God. And guess what? If you don't like the teaching today, It's okay because Frank is going to send me a text and he's going to tell me I killed it today. And I'll encourage myself in the Lord and I'll be like, Frank is the man and I can do this. My God is going to work out whatever it is that's going on in my life. You know, the past 20 years, one of the things I've done is I've journaled out my prayers. And the reason I've done this is because I like to look back a year from now, two years from now, four years from now, five years in the past, and actually see where God came through. And what I do is I take this red pen, and anytime God has answered a prayer, I just put an A on it, and I circle it, and I remind myself that God is an encouraging God, and He answers my prayers. Now, journaling is not a diary. A diary is all about yourself. For example, dear diary, Billy gave me a kiss today. Woohoo! Okay? Dear diary, you know, I got 10 likes on Facebook. Boring, who cares, you know? But a journal, folks, is where you're reading or where you're writing out exactly, God, what are you doing in my life? I thank you for this. I thank you for this. God, where am I convicted of my sin? And then, God, this is what I'm asking you for. And so recently, I looked back to a particular prayer request I had in 2014, about the place that you're sitting right now. Five years ago, I wrote this down. God, I really think the Civic would be a, a great next place for the jar to go in Chapter 2. Would you move and let me know? And he let me know. In 2014, nothing happened. This place was a mess. This was a mess where you're sitting now. The upstairs where we had the kids area is, all of it was not working out whatsoever. And in 2015, I started prayer walking around this building. And I would take 30 minutes on Fridays, and I would walk around and pray. Now, I wanted people not to freak out, so, uh, you know, I only did 30 minutes. I didn't want them to think I was weird or anything. Even they already knew that. But anyway... um, and I would journal and I would write all of these things down. Well, last January, so January 9th, 2018, this is what I wrote. God, I pray that you would open or close any door that you desire regarding the civic. And two, day, or two weeks later, we started a negotiation and God allowed us to be in this place and for our kids there and for many of you who were not apart when we were at the Y to come and to meet God and to know him. And I just took out my red pen. And I did it last week. And I just put a big A, 2018. God answered my prayer. I prayed for my daughter Shiloh. She struggled with sickness, uh, of being fearful of other people around her who were sick. And so for 18 months I prayed every single day, God, would you remove that fear that she has? And God did. And I wrote down that big A and circled it that it was answered. Whether it's big, whether it's small, whatever it is, when you write things down, you can see the encouragement of God in your life. And maybe you're like a a friend of mine. You're an artist and you're not necessarily a writer. But what she likes to do is uh, she actually draws things. And so in her journal, uh, she drew this one day, that out of silence there was this roaring lion and she was worried that there was no one there to give her courage. And she found courage as she did that. And you look back two years from now or three years from now or five years from now and you realize that God is an encouraging God. He loves to answer our prayers. He loves to give us good gifts. And so maybe, just maybe, you're here today and you're discouraged. You walked in and you were just discouraged. And it may be for multiple different reasons, but you walked in and you just were not all that encouraged. And the evil one has been planting voices in your head. You're not going to make it. You're not enough. You're not a good mom. You're not a good dad. Your kids are always going to be going the wrong way. You're always going to struggle financially. Your health is not good. And it's never going to get any better whatsoever. And on and on and on and on. And maybe, just maybe, there's trouble on the outside. And there's fear on the inside. And you need to preach to yourself, to embrace the truth that our God is an encouraging God and He calls on us to encourage others and to encourage others spiritually, daily, and to encourage them in such a way that we could encourage ourselves in the Lord. Folks, I want you to know that the thing that kills your encouragement more than anything else is a four-letter word called fear. And the truth is, for some of you, you've been listening to all of these lies, all of these fears, and maybe today's the day where you take your fear, you actually surrender it to God, and you say, God, here's my fear. I want to receive your encouragement. And God says, my perfect love will cast out any fear in your life, and you can be set free with no fear and only love. And so I'd like to give us a moment where we could sing to our encouraging God that I'm no longer a slave to fear, but I'm your child. Let's stand.